Hey Reddit what are some of your first hand experiences with unexplained phenomena? I had a 200 pounds, square, solid dresser tip over and crashed to the floor at 3 am, while I was right next to it, I was lying in bed with the laptop less than 2 feet away, and saw something move out of the corner of my eye, I looked up, and past the glare of the LCD I could see the shadowed corner of this huge ass dresser tipping up, and it was so impossible that I just sat there staring blankly at it, thinking if I thought at all I am not really seeing that, that isn't real. Time seemed to slow to a crawl as this huge heavy dresser, silhouetted in the hallway light, teetered up on its two front legs, leaned past the center of gravity, swayed out and then landed with the most terrific crash, it shook the whole apartment, I bet the neighbors were pleased, it scared me into a state of catatonia, I just sat there as my boyfriend raced into the room, asking me what had happened, and I couldn't move or speak, I just looked at him, then turned over in bed and sort of went to sleep from fear, something I haven't done since childhood, there was no explanation for that. Two people had to work together to move it anywhere, and I was sitting right the duck there and watched it tip out and over, it was against an outside wall in a second floor apartment, that thing moved by itself, nothing else, could possibly have moved it short of an earthquake, and there wasn't one, in that same apartment, we had a container of coffee fall off the microwave with no one in the room, just tipped out and there was coffee and a fan across the floor, that one's harder to call unexplained because no one was there and I guess it could have been natural, but that dresser, no way, that was strange. One night my dog started barking like crazy at the ceiling, and was moving slowly across the living room, then back. I decided to get my new digital camera and take a picture of the area she was barking at, and found a dark spot hanging about a foot below the ceiling. I took another picture, and the dark spot was still there but was a slightly different shape, assuming it was a shadow of something that had moved. I took pictures from every corner of the room, far and close, and the dark spot was there and shaped differently in every picture. I thought it may have been something on my camera, so I got my film camera and tried it, and the same dark spot was there when we got them developed a few months later. It couldn't be seen by the naked eye, and it was clearly not on the ceiling it was below it. I'll never forget that. It was creepy as hell. Unfortunately, that was years ago before we moved out of that house and I have no idea what happened to the picture. They're probably on our old computer in the basement somewhere. If I ever find them, I'll be sure to post them up. I am soon to be studying chemistry at Oxford. Atheist, consider myself fairly logical when it comes unexplained phenomenon, but dowsing, I must say, confuses me somewhat. I've been interested in archaeology for a while, to the point where I've helped with a few local digs. Those who've seen the beginning of a dig site will know that you take the first few layers off of a potential site with a digger. So, we were getting one in. However, before you do any digging you have to look up water pipes and electrical wires in the immediate area so that you don't accidentally hit on and get sued. Archaeologists are poor enough. After all, unfortunately, due to bureaucracy, we didn't get the files on time, so there wasn't really much we could do when the guy came with the digger. This guy, however, said, oh, it's fine and took out a pair of coat hanger rods, cut into two equal lengths and bend into L shapes. He proceeded to wander around for half an hour, making notes on his clipboard. When he had finished, he showed us a rough sketch map of all the water pipes in the area. We assumed he'd been working on this patch before, and remembered the area, but he assured us that no, he'd simply use the dowsing rods to search for the flowing water. Obviously my superior, in the nicest possible way, said that we would have to wait for the official plans before we could legally do anything secretly thinking it was a bunch of BS. He just shrugged and left. A couple of days later, we got the plans, and, well, recognized them. Now, the driver's plan wasn't perfected missed a couple of pipes completely, and the ones that were there were far from perfect. 
but they were very alike, and, in a field the size of ours, that's, quite impressive, surreal, so, for the rest of the dig that summer, every time we got a new set of untrained volunteers, they were sent out across the field with similar rods which we made out of coat hangers, as well in a long line, not watching each other, just waiting for the rods to swivel and connect, most of the time they stopped in what could broadly be described as a line, alone the areas that we knew there should be pipes around, it could just be psychology, or some unconscious hint the guy, running it was accidentally giving, but, well, in the face of such scientific anecdotal evidence, I found it hard to remain so skeptical, I don't believe it's magic, or part of the paranormal, but I do believe there is something unexplained going on, that nothing I've read of can satisfy. As a teen I was heavily into psychic phenomenon, to the point where I'd even managed to convince myself that I was psychic, even getting actual hallucinations with out-of-body experiences. And then I read a book by Susan Blackmore, a former parapsychologist. She introduced me to common-sense experiments with actual strict methodology behind them. Surprise ending. I realized that not only wasn't I psychic, nobody was. Absolute loss of the foundations of my worldview. Sure, I wasn't very old. But this had been something that was the center of how I'd perceived the world for a pretty large part of my young adult life, to the point of influencing not only what I did, but who I hung out with, dated, etc. To this day I am pretty proud of young me for going with the truth instead of retreating back into what would have been a far easier path of denial. There was some good and bad in that. The bad was that I lost some friends and the girl I was dating at the time. The good was that it influenced me to get into psychology after graduating, with a heavy focus on learning just how the human mind manages to fool itself in situations like that. In third grade, my school had a big glass vase filled with jelly beans, and all the students were to guess how many there were in order to win it. Some stupid TV show got it in my head that you could psychically predict numbers by completely clearing your head of any thought and allowing the first number to pop up. So while other students spent all this time using counting and estimation techniques, I did the clear my mind thing and I came up with the exact number of jelly beans. I then used to do this all the time with my dad while watching The Price is Right, or with friends by guessing the number they were holding behind their back. I got away from doing these guessing games as I got older, but still there's a strand of belief still in me that thinks, maybe, just maybe. I was on the phone talking to my girlfriend Prob 14 at the time and she was playing with a Ouija board. She was telling me she was communicating with this guy spirit, who had died in a car crash. Yay yay I said, so I hear this swearing sound over the phone. I inquire and she replies the pointer is going around and around really fast. It usually means the spirit is Angie. She asks the spirit why is he mad, and he spells boyfriend. She denies being my boyfriend apparently the spirit has a crush on her which she had discovered during her little talk with him. So I am here, sitting on my couch randomly flipping through channels, I tell her I don't see why plays with dumb stuff like that. I hear the swearing again, she asks again why the spirit is mad, and she gets the same response boyfriend. She tells the spirit again that she's single, which is followed by the spelling lie. She asks how do you know, so she starts reading the letters from the board G, L, O, S, C, O, with, babe what does Glasgow mean? I don't know I reply, I am sitting here listening over the phone to this, I've happened to stop the channel on Wheel of Fortune, it's the bonus round, and the guy is just starting to reveal the answer, Glasgow, I think I sat there, staring blankly at the screen wondering if they were watching TV at the same time, to try and explain how she came up with this word, my girlfriend lived out of the city at the time, her family didn't have cable TV, that night, as I slept in bed, I rolled over and turned looking at my, closet, I started to see this bright yellow flashing light, turning on and off, my 
mind you, my friends and I used to steal these yellow flashing lights from the construction zones near our house. And the only way to turn the lights off was to physically remove the lid from the battery enclosure. I had this thing completely disconnected sitting on my shelf. And it started flashing in the dead of the night. I ended up just putting the covers over my head and falling asleep. Craziest thing to ever happen to me. DLDR version guy's girlfriend used Ujia board to contact spirit who predicts wheel of fortune bonus word. Something scares the shit out of guy that night. I was 14. I coming home from Bible study on a Wednesday night. It was dark. I saw about seven circular red orbs about the size of quarters in the sky. They were weaving in and out among each other. They seemed to be fly relatively low and very quickly. I also had a waking nightmare when I was about six which resulted in an odd occurrence. I left my room clutching my pillow. Entered the hallway and I realized the carpet had been replaced with gorilla skin. At the edge of the gorilla skin patch sat two baby gorillas. Behind them, in the living room, was a large gorilla chilling on the couch and a monkey hanging from the entryway door. The monkey swings off the handle and grabs my pillow and carries it to the opposite side of the living room. I went into my parents room through the door to my right. I wake up my mom to see if I can sleep with them. She says yes and asked if I brought my pillow. I told her that the monkey took it. The next morning my pillow was found on the couch on the far side of the living room which I never entered. And I never watched gorillas in the mist again. Holy shit. I saw the same thing. I don't remember how old I was. But it must have been about 15 years ago. My mom was outside watering the grass one evening when she runs inside and calls me to come outside. We both stood in the driveway, watching seven red dots flying just above the horizon in a pattern. They were flying slowly sideways, but rather quickly vertically in an alternating pattern like, moving into. They kept weaving up and down and we both watched for a couple of minutes. I recall they flew behind some houses and we couldn't see them anymore. This happened in the NW suburbs of Chicago by the way. I have had encounters with a certain kind of being as far back as I can remember. The ones I have encountered most often spoke English. Though I know some can speak other earth languages, they also have their own form of communication that I cannot understand. But it seems very effective at communicating large amounts of information very quickly, and is often inaudible to me. These beings are curious about us, but I wouldn't say fascinated. They are often amused by us, and are always observing us though we may not be aware of it. Their appearance is often very pleasing. I think many of our legends, for example, sirens originate from our long contact with these beings. In fact, when I am around them, I find I can look nowhere else but at them. Strangely, this seems to please many of them. Having had many conversations with these beings, I am forced to conclude that they have a logic far superior to our own. I have often tried, and always failed, to follow the paths of their reasoning. Strangely, when I tell them that what they are saying is logical, they seem to take offense. But what are we going to do? I mean, we can't live with them. We can't live without them. Now I am off to tell my wife that I think she's an alien. I was in one of my early morning computer science classes back in college. The teacher had some serious communications difficulties, and no amount of trying could help me or anyone else in the class understand what he was saying. The boredom was awful. About 40 minutes into one class, I was staring at my watch, and I thought to myself loudly time could not possibly move any slower than this. Right as I finished that thought, the thick glass crystal covering my watch face cracked and split directly down the middle. I hadn't moved my arm in the slightest, jostled it, or done anything else that might have caused that. I I was sitting perfectly still. The watch was a few years old and had taken a few bumps here and there, but the timing of its demise was almost too much to believe. I don't think that I have ESP or that the dead walk among us unseen or any other such nonsense, but I have no explanation for that one. When I was a teenager there was an abandoned railroad bed that ran through a swamp. The place was straight out of a horror movie. There was a story about a kid carrying a lantern that jumped off a bridge to avoid a train and was never seen again. 
His name was Toby. We'd pile in the back of a pickup and drive down the road at night usually requiring a chainsaw to clear the way. Turn around to face the way we came in, and wait. About 25% of the time everyone would see a light like a car coming, but it was never a car. Probably 20-30 people saw the ghost some many times before the area was logged and the access blocked. Several of our parents even saw it. We saw it move, chased it, had people at both ends of the railroad bed, etc. In an effort to figure out what it was. I'm an engineer and not really a believer in ghost. I've read all the common explanations for ghost lights in swamps and can't find any that are consistent with Toby. I still haven't a clue as to what it could be. TLDR unbelievable legend about a swamp ghost verified by many people and unexplained by bright scientifically minded poetical. I was in elementary school at the time and playing kickball during recess. Someone kicked the ball straight at me and it was a little high in the air. I jumped up to catch it and jumped a little early. I felt like I was in the air, just floating and waiting for the ball to reach me and eventually I caught it. I felt like I was in the air for an unusually long time, like just hovering there. I didn't discuss that moment with anyone after the fact until about 4 years later when this girl I knew mentioned the moment and said that I seemed to hover in the air. I'd like to believe that I did hover that day. But the reality is that I have always been a really good jumper my whole life and it was probably just a really good, but normal jump. Okay, this sounds a little crazy, but since you're asking I used to smoke weed a lot in my early 20s. One time I was at home smoking bong with a friend and something just didn't feel right. Hard to explain. I just had a really bad feeling. When all of a sudden my friend started to choke for no apparent reason. I saw a dark cloud occupying the same space as him. I know how crazy this sounds. Let me explain. I didn't see it with my eyes. When you visualize something, you see it in your mind. That's the way I saw this cloud thing. Now, this could have been imagination. But the interesting thing is, that I thought I saw the cloud coming. At this moment it was nothing more to me but imagination or random visual effects in my mind because of being stoned. But when he started choking at the exact moment this imaginary cloud thing moved into his body, I thought okay, if this is some kind of supernatural thing and the bad feeling is somehow connected to what's happening, it might be possible to send it away by using changing my thoughts. So I sat up straight and tried to visualize spreading light and thinking duck off and leave my friend alone. Now, I looked at him and saw this cloud withdrawing from him upwards and disappear through a corner. At the exact moment it left his body, he stopped choking and took a deep breath. We both were like WTF just happened. My wife's is sensitive to paranormal stuff. So things are happening all the time around here. This past week we lost a very beloved cat and had four ghostly incidents. We had just found out the cat had a tumor and my wife was taking video of me with the cat on my lap. An orb descended from the ceiling and shined across the area of the cat where the tumor was. The following day, with the cat's health fading, he was laying under the dining room table and my wife went under there to be with him. She said their heads were 4 or 5 inches apart. She heard very clearly the sound of tiny bells ringing, right there in the small space between their heads. The cat heard it too. The next day we dropped him off for surgery to remove the tumor, and returned home. A few minutes before the cat went under the knife, my wife saw two orbs go across the room. She grabbed her camera and started shooting video, saying, I saw it in motion. If, if you're here please show yourself. When we played back the video, we could hear a woman's voice loudly whisper hear me. It's kind of superimposed over my wife's voice, but very clear and distinct. The final incident happened a few minutes after we got the phone call telling us the cat didn't survive the surgery. We were sitting on the floor with our other cat and my wife felt a very distinct nudge in her back. Exactly like the cat who just died used to do. I was the biggest skeptic in the world until I started living with my wife. And when she would tell me things she saw or heard I would always try to offer some rational possible explanation. But my own eyes and ears convinced me this shit is real. 
the thing that enlightened me happened before we were married. We had just laid down to bed and turned the lights off. It was no more than a minute later that we both heard a strange sound emanating from two corners of the bedroom. Up near the ceiling, it sounded like something warping in from another dimension. The sound built to a loud crescendo and at the instant it stopped, the lamps on each side of the bed came on. Yeah, I was freaked. But so, many things have happened over the years. We're almost used to it. Stuff has happened in three different houses. So it's not the location it's my wife. He whole family is sensitive to paranormal events. I used to have dreams in which I'd see events of the future. Usually just mundane shit like sitting around talking to friends. My normal dreams are mostly imagery whereas these dreams are quite vivid. I've done a bit of research and it seems to be somewhat common. I am a massive skeptic and a scientist. So I am sure there is some explanation for things like this. That is humans are evolving a better understanding of time. Not that it's just my imagination, but it does sound similar to what you experienced. Don't know if this is relevant or not. But my initial reaction to what you posted reminded me of a really great article many years ago in the Skeptical Inquirer if anyone can point me to a copy of this online, I'd appreciate it. The article was all about coincidences and from what I remember reading, how weird it would be if they didn't occur. Basically, we experience so many events throughout a day, week, year, etc. that we completely ignore. Then when things line up, we seem to take notice. For me, I just always seem to look at the clock at 11.38. I notice that because I make the connect between 11.38 and the movie Thanks 1138, I don't really notice the other 2 million times I look at a clock and it's a different time. The first one I had was a lot like Dr. Michael Shermer's tale of alien abduction. His was caused by exhaustion during a bike race he was participating in in a desert. I met aliens, and I believed it was happening, for about 10, slow, seconds. There were three, they ran planet Earth as agents for an alien power, and had sharp uniforms in red and white. They looked human. It was a guy, who ran things, his XO, who carried out his orders, and a woman, who was sympathetic to humans. I asked if everyone could meet them. They telepathed back that I didn't know what I was asking for. Afterwards, of course, I knew to blame the intoxicants, but at the time, it was completely real. Another time I was kind of exhausted at college and I closed my eyes and I guess I fell asleep but in my dream I was looking at the room I was in and one of my roommates came in and sat on a chair in front of me and then I opened my eyes and he disappeared. But the scene, otherwise, was pretty much identical. I was waiting for a bus at a bus shelter once. It was early evening at that time. I was sitting on a bench when another bus came and stopped for a while. I caught movement in my peripheral vision. So I looked directly at it to see an old guy waving frantically at me from inside the bus as if he wanted to tell me something. So for a while we were trying to read each other's lips. Me asking, what, what? And the old guy saying something while flailing his arms about and pointing at a spot behind me. I looked back a few times but nothing was there. He continued doing that until his bus left the bus shelter. A few seconds later, an old lady walked past me I was sitting on a bench. She suddenly turned and looked directly into my eyes, saying, Jesus loves you, and kept walking. Until now, I really don't know what happened. Did the old man see something that I couldn't see? I've always found it a bit creepy whenever I happen to think about it. Well this is a story my friend once told me of when he lived in New York. He lived in a pretty bad neighborhood where the cops would be called in every day. This one day him and his three sister went down to the basement and saw an accordion and decided to put it in the street as they didn't want it they were roughly 9-12 years of age. Later that night it was storming and they saw the accordion get struck by lighting, and got a good laugh about it. 
they woke up to find the accordion on their back porch. Their mother claims to never have put it there and their father wasn't at home much. So at the time they thought nothing of it. Till the next day where they found the accordion in the closet of their room. They know they didn't put it in there so who could have. This next part I find hard to believe but I have never heard my friend sound more terrified than when he tells this story. So apparently one night his friend comes and sleeps over and they hear an odd noise coming from the basement. Roughly around 2 a.m. What could it be? My friend says, as they head down to the basement it becomes louder. They see a rocking chair moving and a ghostly figure playing the accordion. They nearly shat bricks as they hauled ass up the stairs. My friend believes to this day that the house was haunted, and has shared other stories with me. When my daughter was about 3 years old, I had her in bed with me. I was exhausted and wanted to go to sleep, but she was still wide awake. I figured she was safe in bed with me so I closed my eyes, half listening to her as she chatted to me. I sprang wide awake though when she suddenly said I don't like that man. I turned over and looked to her side of the bed, asking what man. She pointed to an empty spot next to the bed and said that man there. It gave me the chills, but seeing as there was nothing I could do, I turned back over and closed my eyes. About 5 minutes later she said man's gone now. A couple of days later, my older daughter was out eating her breakfast in the family room. The 3 year old came out and pointed to the sofa, and said who's that? Her sister looked at the empty sofa and asked who's what? That man there on the sofa, was her answer. A few years ago I was home visiting for two weeks from college and my cat of 14 years got severely sick. I did spend everything I could but the day after I left I got a call saying she had died. Fast forward to last year. I am living back at home and have two new healthy cats plus the family dog who came to us as a puppy. 17 minus 18 years ago. Same time that we got my old cat. I've been having weird experiences with animals since my old cat died nothing big. Just we seem to connect better and two things happened that year that really freaked me out. I was going on a trip to Canada again, two weeks and I was putting on my shoes in the living room as my family put my bags in the car. My dog and I hadn't had a good relationship for the last decade or so he bit me in the face when I was a kid. Completely my fault. Since then we've been more like acquaintances but for some reason he came up to me and sat down on my foot. He panted for a bit, then looked up at me like goodbye and let me pet him. I told my family I thought he was going to die while I was gone. He did, purely accidental. In an awful way, I got the call the day before I was scheduled to come back. Lastly, my sister got a new puppy for her kids about a month after our dog died. I came over to see him. He was a healthy happy puppy but I got a weird feeling about it. I told my sister I thought he was going to die. A few days later he did. From an illness the pound had neglected to inform her he had. Those two things really freaked me out. They were both heartbreaking but also extremely unsettling. My mother likes to remind me about the night before I left, many years ago. And how my cat had climbed the stairs to stay with me before I left despite having not eaten in a few days and being very weak. She says she'd give me a gift my mom's real old school about stuff like that. I don't really believe her, but I thought it fit here. Added note my sister got another puppy. They had me come by the house before they showed him to the girls. I got no weird feeling, and he's still alive. I thought that was funny that they depended on my okay. This was in 1995 at the end of December. I was driving with my brother and sister in the car. We were about two minutes from my mom's house on a road I knew well. It was around 10 at night. A green light flashed from out of the sky onto my car. The diameter of the light on the ground was about 20 feet 6 meters. There were three flashes that lasted about one second with about a second between them. I was driving about 35 miles per hour 50 kilometers per hour and all three flashes were centered on my car. The light was bright enough that it illuminated the whole inside of the car. None of us said anything until we got out of the car at my mom's house. When I muttered something like that was totally insane and my brother and sister quickly agreed. My mom's house was full of people over for Christmas, but we walked in and said nothing about it. One of the craziest experiences of our lives had just happened two minutes before. 
but we didn't say a word about it. In fact, none of us even remembered it at all. I left to go hang out with friends and while hanging out I remembered what had happened. When I got back around midnight I asked my father and sister if they had said anything about it and neither one had. They remembered what had happened but in a oh yeah, kind of way. We told my mom and whoever else was still up. The most bizarre part was how none of us remembered it walking into that house full of people. I must have been 12 or something. A couple of friends and I were going up to the mountains on a winter day to spend the weekend at a cabin. Someone was having a birthday. On the way, we stopped by an in-and-out joint to get some food, but there was a huge line even by in-and-out standards. So we ended up leaving the place later than we expected. So we continued driving up, but due to the wait, we didn't even get to the altitude the snow started at until it was nightfall. Around dusk, all the young girls in the car suddenly, all at once, stopped talking. Finally, one of the girls broke the eerie, foreboding silence. Drive carefully. I don't know why, but I am getting a really bad feeling, as if something awful is going to happen. 30 minutes later, in the thick of the night, well, a three-care pileup happened. One of the cars almost went off the side of the mountain. Luckily no one was hurt. The front of the car we were in was absolutely trashed. It was just so weird. All the girls were talking, singing along to the music, when, at the same second, we all stopped singing and talking. Then the feeling we all had, it's one I'll never forget. A combination of a knot in the stomach some kind of bizarre paralyzing fear. It's as if in the middle of the night, you are suddenly awoken to air raid sirens. And you know the sirens aren't going off for some drill. You know that an air raid is really about to happen. Imagine the fear you'd feel in that situation. That's what the girls and I felt. Due to some VA hospital lab mix-up, my grandfather was given some psych meds that made him say all kinds of weird things. One day he was talking to me when I wasn't there said he could hear me talking through his bed springs. My mom tape recorded what he said. I wasn't there and didn't know what he said. He died not long after, and the tape recording was put away and forgotten. When I was a religious person, I would usually think prayers, but three years after my grandfather's death, I stayed the night in his old room and said my nightly prayers out loud. About a week later, I was searching through drawers in my mom's room for batteries and found the tape recording my mother had made of my grandfather. On the tape, his responses to me speaking through the bed springs very specifically answered questions in my prayers. I had asked three questions, and he gave three answers. At the time, I thought of it as God answering my prayers, but technically it was my grandfather answering my prayers before I'd even asked. My grandfather was a good guy, but no God and displayed no other psychic abilities. What he said could be coincidence, but I like to fancy that it's evidence that time isn't linear. I have had several prophetic dreams much like other stories here. Although mine are always very short, no more than 5-10 seconds. And sometimes I don't realize in advance they are a dream of the actual future as opposed to just some random dream. A couple of times I have written them down before they happened. It's always pretty boring personal stuff. Me listening to someone talking about something, me watching a movie, me in a place I've not been to before, etc. It's very difficult to prove, because usually the real event is about halfway over before I recognize it and my brain remembers the dream and then catches up with what happens next. One time I was able to tell a guy what he was about to say another time I knew a car was about to go by, etc. But I've never had one as long and elaborate as the original poster. It's not deja vu, though it's similar. I've had deja vu before, and the feeling goes away after a second or two once you realize it. But with a prophetic dream it's actually just remembering that you already know what's about to happen. I was traveling extended road trip in the 70s and had car trouble. My clutch started slipping. I didn't have enough money to take it to a shop. And I didn't have any automotive tools. So I walked uptown where I happened to be to get some coffee consider my prospects. When crossing a random street, I looked up the block and saw an innocuous brown paper bag sitting on the curb. I had the impression that it contained the tools I needed, but thought that's so exceedingly improbable that it's irrational. And continued up to the cafe. 
but the impression not on me so I resolved to look on the way back. The sack contained a 3.8 snap-on swivel ratchet, several metric sockets I had a VW, a compression tester, and a couple of open-end wrenches. Seems like there was something else too but I don't recall. I did fix the car and kept it running for 10 years, till it finally rusted apart. I still have them and have wondered who left them there. If anyone recognizes the contents, tell me the street city I'll send them to you with many thanks. Another time I was working in a farm shop and had a vision that I was flying into a flock of quail. I put grain out for them, and there was a flock in the field outside. I walked over to the door and was wondering what the vision was about. When a falcon flew from about 10 feet up in a tree to my left, across the drive and took a chick, the others scattered. I always suspected that the hawk used me for a stalking horse, because the quail were used to seeing me, and would have had their guard down, but it doesn't explain the vision. Hawks don't use words, maybe that's how they communicate. I had a dream once that I was in a non-existent shopping center in my hometown late at night. The store owner explained to me that when I walked out, I would not be able to get back in, since the door was locked from the outside. So, I walked out and realized that I had left my wallet in the store, and I spent the remainder of the dream trying to get back in. About two days later I had long forgotten about the dream I was taking Aikido classes in a little shopping center on the outskirts of town. I stayed late to chat with another student, and the owner left and locked the door from the outside, warning us that we wouldn't be able to get back in. So, when I finished up my conversation, my friend and I walked out of the store, the door locked behind me, and, I realized that my wallet was still in the store, so, I had to drive home that day without my wallet. Since I had forgotten about the dream, I didn't make the connection until later that day. I once had a job where I was hired by my teacher to work a day for his ad agency. This was a huge opportunity knowing that some guys got paid 40k for a single assignment. So I was happy to have that gig. But that was overshadowed by being incredibly tense and unable to relax from the fear and pressure of ducking up and blowing my opportunity. The only place that they had for me to sit was a corner drafting table next to the copy machine by the window. It was so cramped, I couldn't slide my chair back. I said a little prayer and asked God for a sign whether or not this should be the industry I am working in. Just then a pigeon flew into the window. I thought it was a football and some people were playing outside so I didn't even bother looking. Then other people in the office were like what was that and came over to my desk. I finally look over to see the blood, stain and feather stuck to the glass and realized that there was no way it could have been a football as we were on the third floor. That was the one and only time that I worked for that agency. My experience doesn't involve aliens or ghosts or anything like that. It's more of an inner experience which has confused me ever since. I wake up in the middle of the night and my heart is racing like crazy. This strange bright colorful light display starts happening when I shut my eyes. It happens when they are open but it's way more intense when I shut them. I am seeing this strange fractal tunnel and my body feels like it's falling down through it. The falling sensation gets greater and I do feel like I can pull away. I open my eyes for a short time and notice I am sweating and shaking a lot. I still see the tunnel. Curious. I close my eyes and I start falling down this tunnel even faster. The sensation is getting greater and I shake even more. Then bam. The falling sensation stops as I am greeted by a giant eye. It's very detailed and electric fractal looking. It's like I've hit a brick wall and now everything just starts buzzing. I feel hear and see this eye looking right at me, a gaze that engulfs all my sensations. At that point I can't take it anymore and scream and snap my body out of it. My girlfriend wakes up and is wondering what the hell went on. This wasn't a dream, I was definitely awake. Haven't experienced anything like it since. I'd love to know more about it though. In general I have never experienced anything that could not be explained in a rational way. The most bizarre thing that has ever happened to me was when I was 24 years old. At that time I was finishing college and renting a flat. Nobody else lived with me, which really suited my style. 
since I can be quite anal about other people's mess. Anyway, one night I found myself that I had misplaced my book The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I knew the book was in the flat so I started looking for it. I spent a good 20 minutes looking for the book in every corner of the house. I checked every single room at least three times, but the book was simply nowhere to be found. At last, I gave up and turned the TV on. Five minutes later, during a TV break I went back into my bedroom, and there the book was, lying on top of the bed almost dead on the center of it. Now the bed was perfectly made, and there was nothing else on top of it. The cover of the book was black, which made a stark contrast with the cream color of the cover of the bed. I know I looked for it more than once on top of the bed. But somehow I just did not see it, up until today. I simply cannot find any reasonable explanation as to why I didn't see it when I was looking for. It did make me feel slightly uncomfortable. It's always in the last place you look. Seriously though, I've experienced the same on more than one occasion. People's selective perception can be incredibly powerful. If you made the bed and assume the book isn't on it, your brain could completely block out the fact the book is there, to the point where you're actually blind to the fact. Such selective perception is very common and easily explained. Although it can be emotionally jarring to one experiencing it, it can really shake the foundations of your reality. Oh yeah. And the first advice I would have given you is don't panic. My ex got pregnant despite me being out of town. She told me her friend Angela visited her and that she was going to give birth to someone who would be historically significant. The two of them told me that they believed real father was God. I wanted a paternity test, but my ex said God didn't want much unnecessary media attention for our son. So he forged the DNA to not be traceable to him and the test would be a waste of money. A few months later, we decided to go on vacation just to escape things for some time and stopped at a Motel 6. Her water broke. But my car wouldn't start, so, she gave birth in the lobby. While we were in the lobby, three guys came over, they said they saw flashing lights and heard sirens. Don't remember if they were being chased or were chasing the lights, but that's what led them to us. There was a big black guy who looked like a pimp, a Hispanic guy with a lot of jewelry and a white guy who looked like Bernie Madoff. They all offered presents for the child that seemed kind of weird like some strange mystical rock some ancient herbs and some fancy paper with words i don't understand but whatever either way trippy story huh everyone rolls their eyes when i tell them deja vu is possibly something wrong with your brains if it happens all the time i once saw two ghosts in the same year one of a youngish lady carrying shopping home wearing a duffel coat it was the night before christmas eve six of us were on our way to our den in an abandoned house all of us agree we saw the woman carrying shopping bags turn a corner into a lane and then just disappear it had been snowing heavily and whilst we left tracks she didn't we found out later that a young single mother was living in a flat at the end of the path and had been run over by a drunk driver on a lane whilst taking her christmas shopping home a few days before. Stories were that she had left her toddler in the flat and he died too because no one bothered about them and she was on holiday from work over Christmas. The other thing I saw again with others witnessing it was a long green sausage-like thing floating in a hallway of another abandoned building. The story of the house was that original owner had gone bankrupt. Wife left and he hung himself in the landing but he had also left two dogs in their own room which had been found starved. The house was tidied and auctioned for next to nothing by the bank and after about four months the new owner was found dead overdosed on something. I am agnostic but do believe places structures hold some kind of memory of what goes on in them i am not a druid but when it rains and i have to shelter under an ancient oak on a walk i like to imagine what the tree has witnessed 
I had a psychic dream once. We had lost the TV remote for weeks and looked everywhere for it and figured someone had stolen it and had moved on with our lives. One night about a month later I had a very odd clear dream where I was sitting on one of the couches and reached down deep into the side under the cushion and pulled out the remote. It seems like a normal place to lose them but we did already check every chair and couch a million times before. The next morning I am sitting on that couch and recalled the dream and was telling my dad about it. How it felt different than any other dream I've had before. And I showed him where it was in the dream. The specific love seat and the specific side it was on and reached deep down into it and I pulled out the remote. My mind was completely blown and my dad just got mad at me because he thought I placed it there. Of course because I am a skeptic I believe this is all coincidence but it was very very odd. And it's the only event I've ever witnessed that makes me wonder if this stuff might be true. I once saw a shooting star change direction. I was driving and I kept trying to come up with an explanation. Like maybe the light hit the glass weird. But I found it hard to come up with a convincing one it just seemed to clearly that it actually changed direction. Since that seemed impossible I just forgot about it until now. I guess I really don't know what I saw. But it looked like a shooting star and whatever it was changed direction. Of course, it could have been a misperception or brain malfunction. But I couldn't think of a specific one at the time that seemed to account for the experience better. I was about 8. My parents were working in the store downstairs when I came home from school. As I walked down the corridor down to the living room I felt very nervous and when I came around the corner I saw what my mind interpreted as a football sized, glowing white and very hairy spider thing with no eyes. I panicked and ran downstairs where I convinced myself that it had been an unusually huge piece of fluff like sometimes gets behind sofas and such but it always felt like the wrong explanation. I now tend to think it was a hallucination or even ball lightning although hallucination is more likely and the nervousness before supports that. About 13-14 I woke up to my alarm playing classical music which I thought was odd since I didn't usually use the radio alarm. When I reached to shut it off a cold and very real feeling arm grabbed my arm and held it down. Then I really woke up. Towards the end of college I started getting quiet into meditation and playing around inside my head. One time I was sitting next to a friend watching television and I decided to try and get inside his head and see if anything could be transferred. After feeling like I was inside I started impressing the idea that I was floating off the couch next to him and kind of visualizing what that would look like through his eyes. I was really just goofing around though and not actually thinking much would happen. So we had been completely silent for a good 30 minutes or so and I had my eyes shut. All of a sudden he nudges me and gives me a really weird look and asked if I was trying to float. I guess maybe not supernatural any ghost sense but extrasensory. I posted this as a reply but I think it got buried. I had a chemistry professor in high school who was a very upright, respectable man. He also coached the soccer team that I played on. I have absolutely no reason to doubt this story and he wasn't the kind of guy to joke about it anyway. When he was in college he, his girlfriend, another friend, and that friend's dog were walking along the beach one warm night in Rhode Island. His friend and the dog ran into the dunes, leaving just my teacher and his girlfriend. As they were sitting there, a bright light started moving across the sky, and then rapidly got bigger as it approached them. Within a minute, a giant spaceship was hovering above the ocean. It hovered for 30 seconds perfectly silent, and then shot off again rapidly shrinking and then disappearing in the distance. Him and his girlfriend were absolutely flabbergasted. When the friend and his dog showed up, neither of them had seen or heard anything, though they were past the dunes and away from the beach. But here's the kicker my teacher and his girl went back to his parents house after and immediately started telling what they saw. His skeptical parents devised a clever solution to prove if the story was true they brought each of them into a different room, gave them a blank sheet of paper and a pen, and had them independently draw the ship they had seen. 
They both drew the exact same picture, with the same shape and ring of lights around the middle, and estimated its width and distance from the shore similarly. At this point telling our class the story, my teacher drew the ship on the whiteboard for added visual effect, and it was a wide oval with a ring of lights in the middle and a bright light on the bottom. I am not sure if alien abductions and whatnot are true, but hearing this guy tell this story was extremely impressive and others I've repeated it to feel the same. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.